Spotlight On, the Artist Interview Podcast brought to you by the Little Yellow Building in Brookhaven, Mississippi. I'm your host, Derek Covington-Smith, and join us as I get to talk with a different creative each week. We learn about their lives and their stories and what they're doing in Mississippi today. So come along and join us, and let's get into another interview. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Spotlight On, and thank you again for joining us. This week, we have artist and graphic designer Scott Allen. He's in Jackson, Mississippi, and has his own uh, sign and creative company called A Plus Signs and Creative. Um, But this is a a part of a bigger series that we've been building. It started out with Kristen Tordella-Williams. We had uh, Lawson King on to talk about sculpture and both public art. And then we also had Will Jacks uh, last week in order to kind of better figure out a little bit of funding for all of this stuff. Um, Chris, um, Chris is coming on and joining us and he's going to help us better understand the whole mural and, and, um, artistic imagery and graphic side and basically working and bringing those into the community. So I want to, I want to, um, welcome you and thank you first for being on, but I also want to get, you know, a little bit of, of who you are and your life in art and how that's been. Well, thanks Derek. Um, Thanks for having me. Um, I am, as you said, I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. I was born and raised here. And it's a beautiful day here. <laughs> we haven't, we're under a currently under a tornado watch at the moment, but uh, which in the spring is pretty regular. So uh, spent my whole life here with, with exceptions of brief periods of time for college and other things in, in my early twenties and late late teens, early twenties. Um, primarily, I, I, I know artist is such a broad term, but I consider myself an artist, a visual a visual artist. I paint. Uh, I like the, the drawing medium a lot, and and just painting. But uh, I also own and operate A Plus Science Creative, which is a company that. Is sort of a full service like art studio slash sign company slash custom fabrication business that does all sorts of things. So at this point in my life, I, they all sort of bleed together, and I, I don't. I, nothing's really personal or business at this point. I think it's all just sort of mostly client based. Sometimes I just do art for art's sake. Most of it is um, clientele driven. So, yeah, going back and looking through your work, um, you you'll stumble through lots of your drawings, and your drawings are always so fun and illustrative and graphic. And um, I I enjoy that quality to work. It's it's clean. And then when you look at your larger scale pieces and your larger scale work, you tend to bring in color and pattern to offset your your really clean illustrative design. Those are all really like when you when you go through and see your work, it's always visually stunning and it pops. Um, that's something I truly, truly appreciate about your work. And when you're talking about your, your sign and creative shop and the things that you do are all extremely custom. Um, I think what would be your, your biggest clientele set? I would think, um, um, corporate or more private businesses that, that want to invest in some kind of a creative, um, sign system. Mm. Well, thank you for the compliments. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I. I think that's because I have a, a, 
uh, I have a graphic art. Of course, you know, it's, there's a lot of fine art that you take when you study graphic design as well. So, I mean, I, I'm sort of, you sort of major in both, but I, I think I've always had more of a lean towards a, a more of a clean de- designerly based art. Um, but now I, I love loose gestural figurative things as well, but uh, it's in, in the commercial world, things for communication reasons, especially things, people like things to be fine tuned, sparkly, you know, shy, there's a lot of words for when you really, you know, sort of tighten something up a lot. Um, and so, and for as far as the clients that seek us out, I mean, it's, it's primarily word of mouth, you know, kind of thing. And and it's we we work a lot of the. You're right with a lot of construction companies, architectural firms, um, sometimes on a national level. Um, mostly in Mississippi and the Southeast, but um, people are seeking out, like we're currently doing a hotel in Memphis, Tennessee called the Mentian. And it, it, some of it is artwork for the lobby. Some of it are signs for the, the restaurant and, and the, for the bar. Some of it's the signs that are the main signs that go outside. But yeah, I mean, it's, some of it's just, really just purely art uh so i'm i love you know being able to take the two and merge them together and and be a company that is able to sort of one shop yeah one stop shop us you know and is that sounds you know cheesy to say it like that but um it it can be easier i think for, for a client well, I think from a company standpoint, it would make sense to me to have someone who's designing, um, you know, signature items that are going to have your brand identity. But if they know that much to build your brand identity, then let them explore with the art they, you know, and, and other things like bring your brand completely through and don't take a billion different people to do it. That's kind of, a, you know, I understand the one stop shop method. That That's pretty awesome. That's mm-hmm. a neat setup. Yeah, it's true. You're not having a lot of people, you know, interpreting your brand a lot of different ways. But, you know, and a lot of the things that we do are very collaborative. You know, I'm on one end of it, which sometimes is primarily the uh, how do you make it in <laughs> fabrication and production. And, you know, I, I will advise oftentimes in the design process, but sometimes we have these amazing designers that we work with that we we try to figure out how to develop a brand into a tangible 3D form and in all sorts of ways. But um, so it, it, every project is different in that sense of how it, you know, how it, the, the entire project develops. But um, there are some similarities, but always we produce the production and occasionally we do collaborate and help. Sometimes we do the design, sometimes we don't. So, um, and I enjoy the fabrication and the building part just as well. So I don't feel like I, you know, it, it doesn't bother me to just make things. <laughs> I imagine it'd feel like a fun puzzle putting it together, having the the full, like the beautiful imagination image, you know, what can you dream of? And then let's go into the nuts and bolts of it and figure out how to make it actually physically happen. Um, that's got to be a really fun process. 
It is. And, it, and, you know, the engineering side of it can be creative process, too. I mean, it's it, it's it basically is architectural and engineering. And, you know, but um, it, believe it or not, that can be a, a fun, creative process for, for some. I mean, it's, it may bore some people to death, but I, I do like the challenge of trying to make things. But yeah. Do you have a favorite project you've ever worked on? Um. Well, we always joke, so you're not supposed to have favorites. Yeah, I didn't know if that would be I any comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think that some, you know, some of the public art pieces that I've done there. Several of those are and the 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 projects that we do that you get community feedback. I would say are you know kind of stick with you. Yeah. Um, they're a little more out in the public, and um, opposed to maybe something that's for a restaurant that's, you know, you only, only certain people see, but, um, so it, there is something more special about with the entire community. So yeah. Those oh. are all. My- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you. Yeah. You get to, I could imagine that it is really rewarding to, um, to collaborate with on a community project, the having the feedback be from people you never expected. You know, when you go into a restaurant and you put up a, a mural on the restaurant, you know that restaurant goers are going to see that mural. But when you put something out in public, you have no clue who's it, who it's going to affect, who could possibly pass it in a day. Um, that's a fulfillment that not everything can give you. So that's got to be some really cool, cool work. Um, speaking of public art, let's make that shift because that's um, a big part of what we're focusing on in this, this short little part of this series. Um, what I'd really love to, to know from you is if a community is wanting to bring in um, murals or some kind of graphic work like you do, um, through through A plus designs and our A plus signs and creative, um, how would you how do you prefer to be approached? Like how much of an idea should they have, or should they just come to you and say, "Hey, I want something over here"? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Yeah, you know, they and they all are a little little different. And having done quite a few public art projects, you know, whether it be directly for the city where the mural is located or, or it, you know, being more of a personal, you know, know, art project mural, um, they're all different. They all do have some similarities. You've got people that own the properties. You've got civic and my, in my cases with, you know, when you in Jackson, a lot of cities, you know, that, that are bigger, they have a curation process of, for permits and things like that. So you got to navigate those, those areas and then, um, and just getting the proper permission, but you know, and then it, there's all sorts of grants and and different fundings for public art that you can go through, but um, they, they all kind of, they've all for me sort of happened. I've worked a lot directly with local government in, in many cases, um, or through some sort of government entity that, you know, that controls arts, the art side of the community or something like that. They're, so they're, they're all sort of different um, in that sense. So I, I don't know if there's, 
you know, if there's like any questions about like how how does one just go about making that happen in their community, then I you know I could probably give some advice for that. Absolutely, we'll take the advice. Any advice you'd like to give? Yeah, I mean, I would. It's all relationship based. I've noticed. You know, go become. You know, go get to know your your city council and your you know your mayor and show them examples of things that are enriching other communities that, you know, that in a public art sense. And, and I find, I've found a lot of times, you know, like if you really, in the beginning, if, you, if you're in a town that there's not a lot of public art and you're really trying to get something happen, then uh, maybe design some things and say, you know, if you live in Brookhaven, maybe you need to be welcome to Brookhaven and, you know, do it. As a matter of fact, we did the train car that's on the side yeah. of the interstate in Brookhaven. Um, and work with the mayor there. Uh, everyone was great to work with. Um, so, you know, reach out to people, you know, in local government. And then and a lot of times if they really like what you're doing, and of course they would love to work with somebody locally um, as a community product. Uh, I would say they oftentimes can help find the funding. And you know, I do think it's important that, you know, artists get paid for what they do too. So absolutely. I wouldn't suggest just running out and paint the town free. So um, maybe the first one. Yeah. Here's a sample. No pay for the rest. Here's a sample. You know, we'll talk later about the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's say we've gone through, we've found a location. I've got the money. I've, I've pulled together some funding pretty much um, to, to get us all started. And I'm coming to you and I want my public mural. Here's the image um, or here's whatever you design and it's accepted. What are your next steps to all of this? Like, do, I would say let's 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 scale it to the side of a size of uh, a side of a building, maybe one story, and it's going to be a mural. So, going through the process from the point that the design is approved and you're going to come in and do your thing, like, what does that look like? From to basically to to produce it, yeah, yeah, I, I like to. I, and I don't, I heard this somewhere, you know, like a muralist, I think, say it. And I, I think it was a guy that painted water towers or something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, fundamentally, first of all, I'm a painter, like the same as a, an exterior house painter. And so I, I always approach it firstly from, from like a, like, what are the materials I'm going to use? Is this brick? Is this metal wall? Is it a water tower? So I've got to, just in the same way, if you hired a commercial painter, I got to figure out how to get paint to stick to this wall for as long as possible because you don't want your work to get five years down the road and start flaking off the wall. So the first thing you need to do is figure out, you know, and that talk to experts, you know, look at, look at the wall, you know, does it need to be primed if it's brick, you know, because a lot of people will just paint something right over, you know, not do the proper work on the front end, pressure washing or whatever, and removing mold and what have you, and the work goes bad. And so, that, you know, that doesn't help your reputation either. So, uh, and then the second thing is I got to figure out like, okay, well, how am I going to get this image that it's approved? Ideally that you designed in a, in a, in a way, in a minimalistic enough way that you can execute it without a lot of colors and, and right. these things. How do you get it on the wall? And then there's several methods for that. Some people just project the image and a lot of times you can't do that. Um, right. In very little time we, we'd actually project because we, I, we, I, we're a staff of 10 and, 
we have several people that go out and help paint. And so we, we work from eight to five Monday through Friday. So I, I can't ask people to go out and work in the middle of the night, uh, projecting on walls. So I, but now I can't say I did, haven't done it before, but, uh, we, we do old school patterns and things like that and ways of transferring lettering and imagery to the walls and then we hand paint it. Um, we, we utilize the computer and grid systems and all sorts of methods that we can to, you know, I don't think it's cheating. It's just a means to an end. I do it for a living. So there is no cheating. It's just, it's just executing the best way possible. That looks good in the end. Most people don't care how you got to the end result. They just want, want to look good. Right. there seems to be this trend of, um, or not necessarily just trend. It's a, it's a revitalization of your style of art, not, um, you know, your, your hand painted signs and your, um, not mass produced imagery. You know, you've got these, whether it be a, a large corporation or a small boutique, um, you know, place they're coming for you or they're coming to you to get one of a kind designed handmade items and handmade, you know, pieces for their walls. And, uh, you know, I, I think back of some times that I've visited um, the coast, especially in North Carolina, um, they, I would stumble across the town and you would see the old Coca-Cola mural. And we're talking like the old one that was originally there and there's bits and pieces of it there. And I, I've always thought about how impactful and how long that stayed around. Um, yeah. What is the the longevity of of the pieces that you put up? I mean, are they thirty years? Are they like what kind of a? And is that even? Are you even able to tell anymore? Because I know that well, paint quality changes constantly and gets better. Paint quality does, and a lot of reason why those old advertising Coca Cola, you know, signs that are now what they call ghost signs. A lot of the reason why they last, they were just lead based. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, you know, not good for you or the environment, but good for sticking on walls. <laughs> but it it has a a lot to do with which way the wall faces. It faces south in Mississippi. It's getting beat up by the sun all day, so it's gonna just last. I'll do signs that are ten. I've got signs that are fifteen years old that are hand painted. It'd be like you know, one side of a restaurant on the other side of a restaurant. One facing south, one facing north. They they. They look drastically different over time. We still mostly try to use oil based, good oil based paint, um, and and they do have a longevity. And as they age, they they look chalky and they don't. You know, it's latex paints have a tendency to hold their color longer, but they get flaky over time. Whereas oil based paints, they seem to stick better. They don't flake as much, but they you know they turn chalky. A lot of the a lot of the distressing that happens to those type of signs that to me is a, is a good look as they age. Yeah. They look I don't really mind. But yeah, they can, I mean, any, I've, I've restored one in downtown Jackson two years ago that I think was from 19, early 1900s, 1908. You could still see it. I mean, it, it was enough there that I could paint over top of it. So it was interesting that, you know, some guy or girl um, painted a hundred years ago, plus years ago. And, you know, you're literally painting back over top of it. It's kind of a weird, weird feeling. Um, 
like the art restorations, you just hope it goes exactly right. Yeah, yeah. You hope you don't just get it lopsided. <laughs> <laughs> Make another one of those special Jesus paintings. <laughs> yeah, automatically because that Jesus painting comes by. <laughs> real wonky. Yeah, I, I hope that I do. I, I hope there's not somebody, you know, rolling in the grave after I paint over it. And like, oh my gosh, you got the, the letter B all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> People really took their craft serious back then. You know? <laughs> well, for anybody that's um, wanting to come in and um, are a, a city or anybody that's listening that's potentially might be wanting to get your company involved or to reach out to you and to hire you to come into their town, what would be some advice for you, for them? Um, gather as much information as possible. I mean, art, a lot of artists say, hey, you know, I love it when people come to me and just go, oh, just do whatever you want to do. Be creative. And too, too, too much, you know, open room for, you know, absolutely 100% interpretation is, you know, sometimes challenging because as you usually get into the process, there's like, oh, well, no, I don't want that. Or, you know, so, you know, it's kind of maybe come up with a, you know, don't don't get too specific, but kind of a general idea of what you want. Um, where do you have some potential buildings? Yeah, I would probably pick out three or four potential buildings because a person like myself with experience hand painting uh, art, you know, may come along. And, hey, you know, this wall is you know might not last long. It's kind of it's facing south, or this one over here, you know, might be your number one two pick, but it might be a better wall. So, you know, maybe get a few walls, get, go ahead and get the measurements together. You know, there's a lot of square foot calculations you can do for generating costs. And so, um, and, and maybe go ahead and talk to some of those property owners too and see if you can get permission and um, get all the proper permissions to the local governments and stuff like that. So just try to gather a few things, but I mean, also don't just be afraid to reach out and have a conversation with me or, or anybody in the, on our staff about it. Um, we have several people that are knowledgeable about, and, and we, we have about 10 employees and they're all, I think, have art degrees of some form or another. So we, 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 we definitely work as a, as a group. Um, and I don't want a substitute teacher here. I, like if somebody calls in, I, I just fill in that spot. So I don't know on a day to day basis. I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing. I and congratulations. Congratulations on having a, a business that is employs and gives jobs to 10 people here in Mississippi, because that's a Thank huge you. deal. And that's affecting 10 families and that will spread and spread and spread. So that's just amazing. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it, and it's it, it's not easy um, in, a, in a pandemic either. Um, professionally, it's definitely been one of the hardest years ever. But we've managed to to hang in there well, and we still have a full same amount, you know, staff members. So um, no complaints on my end, um, and things are starting to look up at the current moment, but, um, yeah, I am glad, you know, being the person that always, you know, before owning my own business sort of, you know, struggled to find that right spot as an artist and, and hopped around doing whatever I could to, to eat and pay the bills. Uh, it, I, I do feel good that I am, you know, providing a place for artists to, to work. So, and, and learn things. So, um, it's, it is a good feeling. And how can anybody reach out and get a hold of you? 
Uh, best way is just email me through our website, aplusscienceandcreative.com, all spelled out. Um, follow us on our Instagram. I think it's a underscore plus sign. I'm really not sure about that. <laughs> but I think if you just put that in there, you'll find it. Um, and then uh, they can also just do it all school way and call us at 601-355-9595 and ask me. Um, or, or we have several other people that so. Scott, thank you so much for being on and thank you for sharing your experience and how people can get in touch with you, what they can expect when they're starting to work with artists and creatives that do things like you do. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all that with Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Enjoyed it. For everyone else, tune in next week. We're going to have another artist to share with you all about their life. Until next time. Bye.